Welcome to the Menopause and Sex Podcast, where we discuss women's sexuality as it relates to the experience of menopause. I am your host, Christy Ann. Let's get started. Welcome to another exciting episode of Menopause and Sex. Today's episode six is how pelvic floor exercises can help reduce pain during intercourse after menopause. But before we get into this topic, I want to talk about our sponsor, which is Wet Orchid, of course. Wet Orchid is a line of vaginal moisturizing products made with menopause in mind. There's five products in the current lineup, which include a gentle sulfate-free wash, a moisturizing cream, a moisturizing gel, a repair serum, and a moisture locking balm. Learn more about these products by going to wetorchid.com. So let's start talking about this interesting subject. Did you know that exercises can help with pain? Well, let's get into this subject. So let's first identify what exactly is the pelvic floor. So the pelvic floor is a group of muscles that support the pelvic organs, and this includes the bladder, the uterus, and the rectum. So in menopausal women during hormonal changes and aging, the pelvic floor muscles can weaken, um, and that can lead to various symptoms such as urinary incontinence, which is the leakage of urine, um, pelvic organ prolapse, organs descending into the vagina, and sexual dysfunction. And it's important for menopausal women to strengthen their pelvic floor muscles through exercises such as using Kegels um, to improve their overall pelvic health. So why does the pelvic floor become weak in menopausal women? So it's actually rather normal for your pelvic muscles to become weaker as you get older and as you go into your menopausal years. Um, the reasons why, there's actually more than one. Um, it can be hormonal changes happening in the body that contributed to it, particularly a, a, a decrease in estrogen levels um, because estrogen plays a crucial role in maintaining the elasticity and strength of the pelvic floor muscles. So as that estrogen level declines, the pelvic floor muscles can lose some of their tone and become weaker and that can lead to various issues like the urinary con incontinence that we just mentioned, the uh, organ, the pelvic organ pro prolapse, and um, difficulties with sexual function. Um, some other factors that can contribute to a weakened pelvic floor um, include age, which, you know, just like the muscles in uh, all the parts of your body as you age just tend to lose uh, strength and tone, um, especially if you are, uh, for instance, working at a more sedentary job where you're sitting, you know, an office job. Um, it, when you're not getting regular exercise, you know, just like any parts of your body, you're going to lose tone. Um, so same thing with down there. Um, other things that can affect, of course, is childbirth. So any of you who have had children, you know, for instance, that <laughs> The childbirth has a big effect on your pelvic floor. Um, other things that can affect can be your weight. Obesity can definitely um, give you, pro can contribute, but you know, not even just obesity, just being overweight in general can contribute to having a uh, lack of 
tone in your um, pelvic floor. And that often, too, is related to a lack of exercise. So those kind of go hand in hand and can um, make things get worse. Um, and then lifestyle habits, such as smoking, um, heavy alcohol use, heavy drug use, um, those kind of things can contribute. Another thing is, as opposed to the idea of sitting all day, is heavy lifting. If you are lifting things a lot and not lifting properly, that can actually throw out um, your pelvic floor. So there's actually a lot of things that can contribute to the weakening of the pelvic floor muscles. Uh, it can be your hormones, but it may not be solely that. So take all those things that I mentioned and look and see, do do you fall under any of these umbrellas? You know, not only just going through the hormonal changes right now, but, you know, could could your age, could your, um, your um, weight, any of those things be contributing? So... The good news is, though, even if, you know, you've lost a lot of um, muscle tone down there, there are ways to address it. So what you can start with is pelvic floor exercises, which is also known as Kegel. Um, that's spelled K-E-G-E-L exercises. Those can be very helpful in strengthening the, the uh, pelvic floor muscles. And so these exercises, the Kegel exercises, also known as the pelvic floor exercises, they involve contracting and relaxing the pelvic floor muscles, just like similar to how you would if you were trying to hold in urine. Um, so when you do regular practice of these exercises, it can significantly improve the strength and function of the pelvic floor, which over time can improve everything. I mean, from the urinary continence. If you have prolapse, it can help with that. And um, again, it can actually help with dealing with pain during intercourse. So um, if you go to your doctor, it is possible they may suggest certain treatment options. Um, some of those could be, it could be hormone replacement therapy can um be used and that can be used in combination with specific exercises to help bring about um, that muscle the uh, return of your tone of muscle down there a lot faster but of course that's something you have to work out with with your doctor because they need to do a full assessment and make sure that you are ready for hormone replacement therapy and that can be affected by many factors, um, especially if, if you've had any cancers or other things. Sometimes that won't work, but of course, you have to talk to your doctor about that. So if you haven't yet, maybe call up your doctor, see if you can make an appointment and go in and talk about uh, the idea of using not only Kegel exercises and pelvic floor exercises, but also hormone therapy along with that. And you can also talk to your doctor um, about seeing if they have any suggested therapies as far as it, when it comes to doing pelvic floor exercises, or if they can recommend a specialist, if they don't do it themselves, they may be able to recommend somebody to you, but we're going to get more into that in a second. So just remember though, it's important to consult with your doctor about your specific symptoms to determine the best course of action when you start getting into to the medical things. So of course you can't get hormone therapy without without a doctor. But also too, when it comes to doing new exercises, uh, depending on what your medical history is, it's always not a bad idea to at least consult and say, am I okay to start 
trying something new. And now that all, of course, depends on your current health level. If you're rather healthy, it may not be a bad idea for you to try something new, especially if you're used to doing some workouts or if you just recently started working out and you're not having a problem. But if you have not, if you have been really truly sedentary for quite a while, it is always a good idea to check with a healthcare professional before starting any new kind of exercise. So anyways, um, that takes me to the next thing that I just mentioned is are there medical specialists who can help with pelvic floor strengthening. And this is just important if you don't feel comfortable doing this on your own, because there are ways you can take care of your own pelvic floor strengthening. And we'll talk about that. But let's first talk about the idea of going to your doctor, because I just said that's the first thing you should do is anytime you start a new exercise regimen. So yes, there are specialists who do help with pelvic floor strengthening. So if you're specific gynecologist um, or um, general practitioner doesn't help, you can ask them, do they know of any um, pelvic floor therapists or urogynecologists that they could refer you to that could help you? So those two specialists have expertise in, in evaluating treating conditions related to your pelvic floor muscles, such as the pelvic floor dysfunction, if you have any urinary incontinence, and if you have pelvic floor prolapse, or any, if and or if you have any of those, they can help you diagnose what's going on. And from there, they're going to be able to help you with the specific exercises, techniques, and treatments that would be specific for your condition to help you strengthen your pelvic floor muscles and overall improve pelvic health. So let's talk about why your pelvic muscles or your pelvic floor can contribute to pain during intercourse. What is it about everything getting weaker down there that creates the pain? Because sometimes the more we understand about why things happen, it's easier to address the issue. So let's look into this. So the pelvic floor muscles play a crucial role in supporting your pelvic organs, and that includes your, your bladder, your uterus, and your rectum. So they help control the flow of urine and bowel movement, you know, primarily. That's what their initial function is. Of course, though, they are also involved in your sexual experience. So when these muscles are weak, they don't provide enough support to control during sexual activity, which can lead to this discomfort or pain. It's almost like in the way I'm interpreting the way they're saying it, it's like things get out of an alignment. And since everything's weak, it's not getting back into alignment. So things kind of fall out of place and get bumped around and things kind of hurt down there. So during intercourse, the pelvic muscles are actively engaged. They help maintain vaginal tone and contr they control the muscles in involved in orgasm. So if these muscles are weak, they may not be able to properly support the pelvic organs or control the movements during sex, and that's what results in the pain or discomfort. And notice, too, with the idea that it controls the muscles during orgasm, that also could be contributing to a loss of the ability to orgasm or, you know, um, a um, 
a lessening of the ability to orgasm, you know, the loss of sensitivity. Women who were able to orgasm no problem before may experience less orgasm after menopause, and it could be very closely related to having this pelvic floor weakening. One thing too, and this is something we could talk about on another episode, but you know, the the clitoris goes, it's not just on the outside, it goes back deep into the vagina. So when you think about it in theory, it makes sense that the weakening of the pelvic floor can contribute to more than one problem with sex, you know, which is include not only the pain, but the loss of sensitivity. So it's important to note, though, that pain during intercourse can have various causes. So it may not be just a weak pelvic floor, but it can be a combination of things, too. So it but that is just one thing that may be a contributing factor. It could be combined with other things such as hormonal imbalances, infections. Sometimes you can be carrying something, you know, you could have yeast infection that you're not realizing you have. Um, sadly, not that I want to go off into this topic, but, you know, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you are guaranteed to not get an, uh, a sexually transmitted disease because, um, and, it's been said and reported that people in relationships, you know, that they get they get STDs just as much. So there's, you know, I hate to go down that path, but there is that chance that you could get chlamydia or something else, too, and not realize you've got it. So you should always that's why you need to go every year to the gynecologist, regardless of what your relationship status is, and always get tested for all the STDs. Um, other contributing factors, psychological issues, um, that can be that can be things that are going on right now. You know, I mean, just being stressed out can make you actually tense up down there. But also psychological issues from the past could be cropping up, you know, Um Anything that there can be a lot of things that you'd need to talk to a psychiatrist or a, a psychologist about, but there could be things that are causing you to tense up down there and that contributes to pain. Um, and then there could just be other medical issues that can play a role. And of course, the it may not be apparent right away. So sometimes you just have to work with a healthcare professional or more than one to find out what the exact cause of your pain is. Um, and sometimes it's just. Sadly, not just one cause, and it can take a little bit to figure it out. Uh, but if you are experiencing pain during intercourse, you should never be afraid to reach out to a healthcare professional who can help you assess your symptoms and provide a proper diagnosis, um, and then offer you guidance on strengthening your pelvic floor. So the thing is, is your healthcare professional is going to be able to at least get you started on a path. They may be they're going to at least get you where you're healthy enough to try other things. So the first thing you want to do is rule out any kind of medical issues that could be causing your problems. So always go to your doctor first before you start trying anything else. Um, once you have gotten a good assessment from them and they say that you're free to try other stuff outside of, you know, their uh, guidance, then you're free to try other things. And, of course, we're going to talk about a few other things here that you can try once you have verified that you're healthy enough sexually to do these other things. So let's talk a moment about Kegel devices. A Kegel device is a device made for exercising with 
while you're doing your pelvic exercises, that it's going to offer a little boost to your exercise. Kind of like when you try to build your arm muscles, you're going to use barbells with weights. A Kegel device is going to help. Um, it's going to add to your workout. So you can already do specific things like, you know, um, tensing and untensing the muscles that control your urinary flow, but adding that device is going to give it something to work against. So you get a more gains, I guess you could say like that. So you're essentially going to get more gains faster from it. So can Kegel devices be effective at pelvic force strengthening or are they just a gimmick? So actually they are uh, effective. That's what, that's what has been reported that Kegel devices can be effective, effective at strengthening the pelvic floor muscles. These devices are specifically designed to target and exercise the specific muscles that are, you know, affected, um, which can help improve bladder control. It can help reduce urinary incontinence and enhance sexual function. So these devices um, can provide resistance and feedback during exercise, making it easier to perform Kegel exercises correctly and, and effectively. So it sounds like from what's being written about Kegel devices that it almost sounds like it's better to have them to, than to not. Um, so consider that when you start your pelvic exercises, do you think you sh might need a pelvic uh, device? It might be helpful. Um, so let's talk about how these Kegel devices are designed. So Kegel devices are typically designed to help strengthen pelvic floor muscles. So that's their point. Um, they come in various shapes and sizes, but they generally consist of a small insertable object, often made of medical grade silicone or silicone <laughs> or plastic that is inserted to the vagina. Um, the uh, design of the Kegel device may include features such as, and I'm going to give you a little list here. So the shape and the size, it, the device may come in different uh, shapes, including balls, cones, cylinders, and all these different shapes provide a different level of comfort and fit um, and ease of insertion. So they're usually small enough to be easily inserted and held in place by the pelvic floor muscles. So depending on the different shape and size, you might have to experiment to see which one fits you best. Um, and perhaps that's something I could consider doing a little bit deeper dive into a little research of these different devices and see if uh, we can find ones that are more preferred by different ladies or something. So I will put that down as a note to consider doing that in a future show. Um, the next thing is weight or resistance. So some Kegel devices have adjustable weights or resistance levels to provide progressive muscle training. Um, so it's almost like a barbell for your for your uh, vagina. <laughs> so these weights or resistance features allow users to gradually increase the difficulty of the exercises as their muscles become stronger. A retrieval cord or loop, many key, uh, Kegel devices have a cord or loop or attached to facilitate easy removal. So you don't have to worry about it getting lost up in there, which is, you know, sounds like a good safety feature. So if you're shopping for them, make sure it's got 
make sure it has that kind of device on there um, or that safety feature, a, uh, a little quarter loop to pull it out. Um, texture and surface. The surface of a Kegel device is often smooth to facilitate easy insertion and removal. So some devices may have a textured surface or ridges to enhance stimulation and muscle engagement. While I can't professionally make a recommendation, I would say start with the smooth one first and work up to something that is textured, especially if you're dealing with any, um, any kind of um, very sensitive skin around the opening of the vagina. You know, the, the less texture you have sometimes is the better, especially when you're going through some healing down there. Okay, and finally, hygiene and compatibility. So Kegel devices are designed to be easy to clean and maintain. And of course, they've got to be. You want them to be, be uh, very easy to sanitize so that way you can um, avoid having to go back to the doctor with a UTI so, or any other kind of infection. So they're typically made from body-safe materials, which we just said that, silicone, which is usually very easy to clean, um, easy to um, use... Um, you know, a sterilizing techniques with to make sure that they are uh, bacteria free. So it's uh, worth noting, though, that the, the design and features of Kegel devices can vary between different brands and models. So you want to choose a device that suits your individual needs and comfort levels. Might take a little bit of shopping to figure that out. But, um, you know, you can also always consult with a healthcare professional. They can help you with uh, deciding on something. So there you go. So finally, let's talk about some actual pe pelvic exercises. So considering getting into doing pelvic exercises, this is something that you want to make sure you are able to set aside some regular time to do. Um, daily is best if you can. By regularly practicing pelvic exercises, you can increase the blood flow to the pelvic region and improve muscle tone, which may lead to reduced pain. So there's your motivation to start doing this. And in the long run, it can help you with incontinence. You know, the older we get, ladies, it's the more incontinent we get. So the more you can do to fight that, the better. And just overall physical health is better for all of your body. So there is a great motivation to do these pelvic floor exercises. So I'm going to give you a simple exercise you can try. So what you're going to do is you're going to find a comfortable position, whether it be sitting or lying down. Okay, so I want you to get in that position, whether sitting or lying down. Go ahead and do that now. Okay, so I want you to close your eyes and I want you to identify the muscles in your body down there that stop the flow of urine or prevent the passing of gas. You feel that? Kind of squeeze that. So now right there, that muscle is your pelvic floor muscle. So I want you now to contract that muscle by squeezing and lifting and hold it for a few seconds. And now relax that muscle and rest it for a few seconds. Now let's repeat that 10 to 15 times. And we're going to try to do this three times a day. So morning, afternoon, and evening, whatever you can work it out. And it's only going to take you a few minutes. You know, maybe set a little timer. 
This could be kind of your little break from the day. You know, I got to go do my my exercises. Leave me alone. (laughs) Give you a reason to step away from all the action in the day. So that's a quick, easy one. I actually have a list of exercises that you can use. Um, that is more than this, that are a little bit more specific. And it's in an ebook that I have written for women called The Guide to Restoring Your Sexual Response After Menopause. That book is available on my website, wetorchid.com. You can also link to it from the page for this podcast, which is menopauseandsex.co. So the right underneath where the link is for all the podcasts, you will see a link for Wet Orchid. But if you go to wetorchid.com, go to the link in the menu bar for ebook, you'll see the ebook. In that ebook, not only do I give you pelvic floor exercises, but I give you a whole lot more information on, on how you can restore your sexual function from everything from um, your libido to fixing issues with dryness, um, fixing issues with boredom in the bedroom, everything in this book. And um, you can get it by going to wetorchid.com. But whether you use that ebook or not, remember that consistency is key. You're not going to see results immediately. It is going to take a little bit of time. Um, And how quick that happens, that is all going to be dependent on how often you can do the exercises. And it also is going to kind of depend on your own physical body because everybody reacts to exercise differently. Some people tone up faster than others. So it's going to be different for different people. Um, But if you keep at it, there is a very good chance you're going to see a difference. So keep in mind that if, um, but also too, another thing to keep in mind is if the pain persists or gets worse, go to a, go to a doctor, especially if it gets worse. Um, If you notice while you're doing pelvic floor exercises that you start experiencing any type of extra pain that you weren't experiencing before, stop doing it and go to a doctor because you definitely should not be experiencing more pain. Um, Again, any kind of exercise, you have to be healthy enough to do it. So, you know, there could be a chance that you might be healthy enough down in your pelvic area to do the exercise, but other parts of your body might need help. So just make sure that you are got a full a bill of health from your doctor to move forward with it. So that concludes all the information I wanted to give you today on pelvic floor exercises. I think that we'll come back later on with another episode in the future, talking a little bit more about some of the things I said in this episode that we could expand upon. Um, One of those specifically might be talking a a little bit more about Kegel um, exercisers, these devices. What I'm thinking is I might look at some uh, some top brands and seeing what their differences are and um, talk, you know, maybe we can go through and see what, you know, the differences are, talk about some of the features and see what might be a top one to try. And I might even possibly get one and try it out myself and tell you what my experience was like with it. So anyway, so thanks again for listening to the broadcast. Make sure to go to wetorchid.com for all of your vaginal moisturizing needs. Not only do I have the ebook there, but I also have a line of five vaginal moisturizing products made with menopause in mind. Thanks again for joining the podcast. Take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye!